How's it going today? If you want to grab your Bible and turn to Romans 15. Uh, even as I was, we were sitting there singing. That was good, Jeff. Thanks for leading us in that, man. Super good stuff. Um, even as I was sitting there singing, I had this thought that, I don't know if you face this, but um, a lot of times my prayer for my family when it comes to Sunday morning and for you all is that God would just get us here. Um, because like the, the power of being together, no matter how many it is, the power of being together for the people of God is, is profound. Um, and half the battle for us as Christians, is to, to get together. Because life's going, and like, ah, I'm not sure to stay home, I'm not sure to do this or that. And it was just like, gosh, get us here. Um, because the power is just, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and that's what we're going to look at today. Um, so we're in this series, a lot of you know, we're in this series called One Church. And last week, um, I really unpacked this idea of what it means to be one. Um, and I was talking with a buddy of mine um, who, has a, who has a doctorate in New Testament studies. So I talk to him often because he knows a whole lot more than me. And we're talking about this idea of, of what it means to be a community and what it means to be one church. And one of the things that he told me was that um, within um, biblical uh, realities and what it means to actually be the church and what salvation is, is there's almost, the, the idea of the individual is almost non-existent. You have to work really hard to find this idea where it really unpacks what it means to be an individual Christian. Um, and last week we, we talked about that. We talked about this idea that fundamental to salvation is the idea that we're saved into Christ, that we're saved into a family. And, and I looked at these three aspects of what does it mean to be together? What does it mean to fight for peace together? What does it mean to learn to die together? Um, and today I want to focus on um, how do we actually function together? Like how do God's people actually work together and function together as the church? And so um, if you have your Bible, Romans 15 um, I want to look at 5 and 6, but we'll mainly be in verse 6. Here's what it says. It says, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, pretty, pretty profound as I was studying this. Um, I want to hone in on this word together. As I was studying this word this week, so it's, it's, a, it's a compound word. It's made up of two words. I just want to show you this to you because it really unpacks what, we're, what we want to look at today. Um, Hamas means same. Thumas means uh, impulse or passion. So literally like um, what drives you, the angst within you, the, even like words like indignation and wrath, um, like fierceness. Um, and so... Uh, if you think about that, the, the idea that, that together, so with the same impulses, with the same indignation, with the same angst, we'd live to glorify God. Um, thinking about this idea of impulse. So how many of you have ever gone shopping and you came home with more than you planned to get? 
<laughs> nudge, nudge. Um, we've all done it, right? I mean, we've all, and sometimes it's, it's, you get there and you're like, oh, I forgot we need this, or oh, I forgot we need that. Uh, but, but other times it's like, I mean, it's like the marketing scheme, right? Like at the checkout counter, like, oh, half off candy bars. We really need some of those. Or, you know, like limited time offer. And you're like, what if I never have this opportunity again? Like, I mean, I don't have time to call, hey, babe, what, like, this is what's going on. Like, do you think, you think we need uh, a couple boxes of Twinkies, limited time offer, buy three, get three free? Like, this is, like, never again. Oper- no, so, like, so what do we do in those moments? Like, we grab it, and we, uh, we're on our way, and then, like, later on, we're like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, right? Um, we were, uh, we've been having some car issues lately, and we were, we were driving, hanging out, for our 12-year anniversary, and I don't remember where we were at, but we're driving down the road, and we pass a dealership, and I'm like, babe, 12 years, let's just buy a new car. Like, come on, like, let's just go. We got a little bit back from taxes. Let's just buy a new car. And she looked at me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so we still have car issues. But, um, or the other side of this impulsiveness, or another way to kind of just get our minds around this idea of of impulse and passion is like, have you ever responded to something very impulsively where it's like something happened and you just like in the stress of the moment, you just responded or like you got a text message and you just responded or you saw like a post on social media or you're having a conversation and you just impulsively. And then like, like a couple minutes later, you, you, you realize what happened, right? We've all done it um, in, in ways that are good. In ways that are bad, we've all, we've all done it. Um, here's the beauty of impulses, is that they really reveal something. They reveal who we are. Not just that you love Twinkies, <laughs> to go with that analogy, but like they, they literally reveal what's going on inside of us um, in ways that are good and in ways that really show us where God wants to work on us. Um, here's what's amazing about this verse, is Paul uses, Paul's prayer is, that we would have the same impulses. That as the people of God, that as one church, that we would have the same passions, one heartbeat. Now, that doesn't mean that, you, like, when you're at the register, you grab the same candy bar. You know, that we would all, like, grab, you know, the Butterfinger. Or that when we, I'm, I'm just sticking with food for this impulse illustration, um, but that we would all binge eat the same ice cream at 10 o'clock at night. Um, Okay, come on. Somebody, I'm not the only one that, like, she's working somewhere else. I'm going to the freezer. Um, but no, it, it's not talking about that. But, but, but let's think about it a little bit deeper. Okay? If, we're, if, if you're going to have togetherness, like, you have to have a cause, right? You have to have a rally. Like, what are we rallying around? Um, so, last October... Uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to just get away at a, a ministry uh, retreat where we were just poured into and, and got to just kind of invest in our marriage. And one of the things that they had us do was this high ropes course. Um, and I was pretty, pretty excited about it because I'm just kind of like those type of things. Um, and I think that in, I don't know, 11 years of marriage, I found out that my, my wife is afraid of heights. 
It's like, babe, 11 years, I never knew that about you. Um, And so, like, we're 30 feet off the ground, strapped in, harness. I mean, it's safe. Some didn't think so, but it's safe for the most part. And, like, we have to traverse, like, from point A to point B, probably from here to the end of the parking lot. And there's, like, four, like stations where you have to do a certain obstacle here to get to that place, and then you got to wait for all the other couples. And in my head, I'm like, we're going to own all the other couples. Like, we're just going to, like, we're going to demolish them. So I'm like, we'll go first, we'll go first. And she's like, like, we will. And one of the most, one of these really difficult ones, like, we just volunteered to go first. And like, after the fact, we were just like, man, we did that awful because everyone got to see what we did wrong. And, and then um, we were like all scraped up from the, from the cables and um, but but he, here's the thing about here's the thing about it, is that it was unbelievable how it brought us together. Because the only way to get from start to finish was I had 100% rely upon her, and she had 100% rely upon me. Because when I'm on this cable and I can't grab my harness, and she's on that cable, and like we're leaning on each other. There was, there was one rally point. There was one mission, uh, and it might have included in some regard, don't look down and just survive. But we couldn't accomplish it alone. Um, and it was just incredibly impactful for me and, and even for us just thinking about what, like how, do, how do we as, a, as an individual, as couples, actually work together? If there's one purpose that we're trying to accomplish. Um, so... Yesterday afternoon, some of, uh, some of us uh, had the opportunity to go up to Russell Elementary and paint this map of the United States. Um, and I want to show, throw that, put that first picture up, Joe. Um, so this is just in, behind the school. And um, we, we got up there, Sean, Sean went with me, and we got up there about 8 o'clock. And everyone else was going to get up there about 8.30 or 9.00. And, so a couple of people trickled in a little early, and very quickly I realized that I didn't get enough white paint um, for these borders, and so I realized, okay, I need to go, because we were like almost out right at this point, and I had a ton of the other colors, but, and so I was like, guys, I'm going to leave to go get some white paint, um, I'll be back in a little bit, Here, here's, when people show up, here's what they need to do, blah, 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 I was explaining all that to them. 30 to 45 minutes later, I pull up, and the next picture is what it looked like. Like I pull, I went, it went from it went from like three people to all these people and kids, and yeah, like Louisiana has an extra boot on it from the little girl in the pink who was just having some fun. But you know, like second graders are never going to pick up on that. But um, like all these people are here, and I could like it was over seventy five percent done, and I. All because all these people came together and rallied around what was trying to be accomplished. And you can um, go to that next picture. You can see kind of the, the end result. It turned out really, really, really cool. Um, and then the last picture is the picture of, of the group. All because we rallied around one vision to accomplish something. Right? We all came together. And we worked together. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Here, here's what I want to think about for a second. Where, where our impulses and our passions aren't aligned, there's going to be division. Okay, let, let, me, let me explain. 
Okay, did everyone there, just using this map illustration as an example of togetherness, did everyone there have this authentic angst for geography? No. Like, yeah, yeah, the guy who's like, I think New York isn't symmetrical. And then you had the person that's like, where's New York? <laughs> right? New York a state? Like, no, like, no, like, no, no, we weren't all there around, rallied around like geography, like U.S. geography. This is awesome. Because, I mean, if that's the case, like, man, we botched it on Alaska and the spacing and like, um, and Hawaii should have been in the gym, but no, that, that, wasn't the, that wasn't what we were rallying. It wasn't the, the impulse and the passion, the angst. Nor like, did, was everyone there unbelievably ambitious about painting a parking lot in 95-degree heat. Like, that's just what I'm about. Like, no. Um, listen, there was a crew from our church, and there was a crew of families from, from Russell that came together around one passion, and it was to serve the community. And there are some of you who, you'll have really no tangible impact. Because your kids will never go there for those that have kids. Like, and then there's other f- families at Russell who, they're like, my kids will, we were talking about that um, the other, uh, last night, that my kids will have a tangible impact because they will, they will go to this school and their teachers will take them out to this map. But what rallied, or what, what the rally point was, what the impulse and the passion was around this, and I think what Paul is getting at specifically here, was that there's an overarching passion. And for this group, it was a passion to serve the community that went above and beyond this like we had to die to ourselves in the sense of like, well, I would much rather stay home and be in air conditioned. And um, for those that came, like we, we had to put that aside because there was a bigger purpose. I want to serve the community, whether, whether I have any ties to this school or not. I want to, I want to serve. Um, so where, where passions aren't aligned, there's going to be division. There's going to be division. Um, but also, if you, let's think about it differently. Um, what if there was confusion around what we were trying to accomplish, like the mission or the objective? There's, there's no way we can come together. Right? Like, like, take for example, what if it wasn't clear what we were actually painting? Hey guys, we're going to go behind Russell and we're going to paint some ge- geographical stuff. Right? Just here's some paint. Um, who wants to do Africa? Who wants to do, you know, the U.S.? Like, like no, there's no togetherness. There's, it's just a, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Or, or like, where are we going to paint this at? We're going to paint it at a school. No, there, so there was, a, there was an objective. We knew where we wanted to paint it. We knew exactly what we wanted to accomplish. And people rallied around that objective to accomplish it. Um, so let's talk about that for just a second. Two things that I think are huge when it comes to togetherness. Aligned passions. Okay, so there's got to be a sense where our impulses, where, where our heartbeat, talking about the church, is aligned and is the same. Does that mean we agree on everything? And Does that mean we, we'll grab the same kind of candy bar? No, but... 
But there has to be an aspect where our impulses and our heartbeat are the same. But also there has to be clear objectives. Okay, look, look at it like this. Um, look back at Romans fifteen six. Romans fifteen six says that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That together you may with one voice. So, so Paul makes the, he gives us a clear objective is that the, the church, God's people, um, saved into the family of God, would have the same heartbeat for one thing. What is it? God's glory. The glory of, of God. Okay, so this idea that like, Paul's like, that together you would live for something bigger than yourself. Can we just admit that's really, 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 really hard to do? It's just so, so much more fun sometimes and so much easier just to serve me and just to live for me. It's so much more easier. But Paul, really this is a prayer. We've talked about that. This is a prayer that God would grant us this, that we would be a people that would live for something bigger than ourselves. Last week I phrased it this way, that we would learn to die together. Sounds kind of morbid, but that's actually how... Scripture depicts faith in Jesus is that we would actually learn to lay aside whoever wants to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Here's the interesting thing about that is it's a learning process, right? Like learning to live for something bigger than yourself, like that takes us. It's like, I need help to do that, and I need to know where I'm not doing that. And I need your eyes to help me know, where am I, where am I living for myself? Where am I failing in this idea of the clear objective to live for something bigger than me, namely the glory of God? Like as, so, as, so as one church... That's our objective. That's our focus. That's what we're pursuing. One church adopted into the family of God. We need each other. We need each other. Um, it's interesting because that doesn't just mean that, that we become a people who, like, so we're saved into the family of God, and then you just align with the, object, with the objective. Right? Okay, well, like, well, I'm not going to unpack what it means to live for the glory of God. We'll save that for the weeks ahead. But as we think about what that means, like for example, my family, as a blended family, there's aspects and there's needs that my adopted kids have, and we can't expect them to just, you just need to get on board with how we operate as a family. This is what we do. This is how we do discipline. This is how we eat. This is, like, there's, there's specific needs, specific things they need. And as we grow and adopt, as we grow and adapt as a family, what we're doing is we're saying, okay, what does it mean for us to be a family that lives for something bigger than us, but also brings that up under that reality of living for something bigger than us, but it adapts to the specific needs of those in the family. Does that make sense? 
So it's not just that here's, here's what every family member, here's how every family member should look, here's what every single you know, passion and heartbeat of every family member should look, and all the family members should just align to this. No, there's something deeper going on. Learning to die to self, and part of learning to die to self is learning to actually begin to recognize what are the needs of the other people in the family, and how do I begin to serve those needs, not expect them to just be at this point? That's why I think this idea of learning to die together is huge. Um, one, one of my biggest prayers is that I would never stop learning. And the older I get, the more I realize that like, it's just easy. The older you get to just grow into this, um, like, this is just who I am, and this is just how I operate, and this is, like, you, you just, you become a certain person. And I, I never, this is a huge prayer that I have for myself, is that I never want to get to the place where, where I feel like I've arrived, I feel like I understand things, and I feel like I can't learn more. Because I always want to grow in the aspect of, of learning and that's the process of, like, how do you learn? Biblically, we, like, we learn in community. We learn together. That's why being together is huge. That's why, I like, my prayer oftentimes is, God, just get us here. Because you guys have profound understanding of who God is that I need. I absolutely need it. But, but it goes deeper than that. It gets to the heart. So like I talked about the impulses and the passions, um, because in order to fulfill our outward objective, right, okay, to live for something bigger than me, like I need to be realigned inward. I need to have my heart changed. Okay? If we're going to live for something bigger than us as a church, we have to grow into this aspect where we have our hearts changed by God to begin to see and learn together as a community what it means to be one, what it means to function together, and what it means to prefer others over self, what it means to learn to die together. Let me, um, let me use this illustration. I'm sure I'll be corrected um, at the conclusion of the sermon on this, but um, I'll talk about the human body for a second. So um, there, are, there are several systems in the human body. I'm not going to go in too much depth because I really don't have a ton of clue what I'm talking about here, but um, we're going to give it a shot. Um, no, so uh, several, several systems in the human body. So the circulatory system, the digestive system, the immune system, the lymphatic system, the nervous system, the muscular system, the reproductive system, the skeletal system, the respiratory system, the urinary system, and all the other systems that I didn't name. Um, so these all exist within our body. Right? And if our bodies are going to be healthy, those systems have to work together and function together to, make, to, to have a healthy makeup of the human body. And where those systems, like so where my muscular system and my skeletal system fail to function well together, I'm going to have a problem. Right? Namely, my knee. I've got to call a doctor. Um, this week, okay? Um, why? Because there's something going on. So you take all these different systems in the body, and, and, and what happens? Like, they make up me and how I function and how I operate. They come together to make the human body. 
And where they work together well, there's health. And where they don't, there is not health. Take, for example, take for example a heart transplant. Okay, in, in order for a new heart to work in a, in a different body, like, it's got to get in that body, right? So, like, and then it's got to learn, on, in, in some regard, it's got to learn what's going on. It's got to learn to function together. Okay? And so, at the, taking this, thinking about is what does it mean to be one church? What does it mean to function together as God's people is there's an aspect where where we're coming together and learning to okay this is my role this is the kind of like uh, you, you might be the urinary system or you might be the skeletal system or whatever it is but we all come together to make up who we're called to be together as as the church and so outwardly speaking, we learn to die together in order that we can live for something bigger than us. But then inward, like inwardly speaking, it, it impacts who we are, where we begin to develop one heartbeat. And, and here, here's, what, here's what I learned last, uh, yesterday as we, were, as we were working on this map. Like it was so cool because we finished, and I had a, I had a lady look at me, and she's like, this is an awesome idea. Like, how, how did you get, like, how did you get uh, this approved? And how, like, how did you like get to where you could we could do this? Like, she was so excited about it. And then the conversation turned to like, hey, do you guys have anything else planned? And she says, yeah, July twenty third. Like, we're coming back, and um, th- these are some of the things on the table that we're probably going to do. And like, it was just like everyone there was like, hey, let us know. Like, let us know. Like, make another Facebook event and let us know. Like. This is awesome. We want to do this again. Why? Because when we came together around a clear mission, clear objectives, our hearts began to be aligned around what it meant to serve our community, very specifically in a very tangible way. Even so, that it propelled us towards a future vision about like, man, what? What could be next? What could be next? That's God's design for the church. That's God's design for us. And Paul even says, may the God of endurance grant this kind of togetherness to us. So I want to pray. And I want to pray that God would, that God would do this. That God would, that God would grant this to us. And God would, God would make us learners where we could learn more about who he is and be teachable, if we put it that way, be teachable in the standpoint of what it means to live for something bigger than me. Because I could sit here and be like, well, this is just what it means. But yet, need to understand that more and grow in that. So I want to pray that God would make us teachable and that God, and God would grant this to us um, in being together as one people. So let's pray and um, just prepare to respond to the Lord. Father, I'm thankful so much for your Holy Spirit and the profound impact 
God, that you've stirred in my heart and you've had for me as I've prepared for this morning and prepared this this message. And God, all I know to do is pray that you would grant this to us. God, to thank you for each person that's here. God, in their commitment and their sacrifices and their love for you, um, God, it's profound. And Lord, I, I just pray right now for every single person that's in the sound of my voice that as we respond to you, you would profoundly show them their significance in this body. And you would profoundly work in a way that would teach us not only our role, but teach us your role. Teach us who you are. Um, God, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Um, Thank you for your love. God, I pray that you would, God, just enable us to respond to you and be led by you. In Christ's name, amen. As we were prepared to respond, I just want to kind of state this. Um, I think it's really easy to, or here's, here's the, let me just be raw here for a second. Here, here's the, uh, the battle that I wrestled with as I prepared and as I just wrestled with the Lord around what he, what he had for us this morning is that it's so easy to want to project and see the good and ignore the honesty about where you're at and what's going on. Right? And so even, even as I'm hearing this and I'm beginning to critique myself as a pastor and my, myself as a leader around like, well, like who we are as a church and like to what extent we're together, to what extent we're not, where we like, you know, I'm starting to like, I'm just being owned by the enemy, like as I'm preparing and, and I'm like, well, how am I going to, I'm going to preach this because I'm like, I just felt like we, we have to have it all together for me to be like, look, at this is what it is. And otherwise it just felt like the fingers pointed at me as the lead, as one of the leaders. And um, that's just what I was wrestling through. And, and, the, and the Lord just, the Lord just I, I absolutely convicted me, just reminding me that in one aspect, that it's, it's not about me. I feel, like, I feel like the Lord clearly is even saying to me that right, saying that to me right now. But bigger than that is part of what it means to learn to die together and function together is that we be vulnerable and honest about where, where we're wrestling, where we're struggling, where we're not together where we're having issues, right? Because the way things get worked out in coming together, right? Like that, I'll use that map for an example. Like the, the way the, the outcome actually becomes successful is in the getting together and the guy being like, that's not how New York should be. And, and this actually happened at the very end. The guy's like repainting one of the states and I'm like, sorry, I'm not the ge- geography whiz here. Um, I'm like what, like, what are you doing? He's like, this wasn't right. I'm like, sweet, cool. Like we got together and we worked it out 
as one community who didn't come with like, I have all the answers and I know everything, but said, let's come together and entrust it to the Lord that we'll figure out and he'll lead us. This is what it means to be people who learn, but also people who are empowered by the Spirit. And so um, let's just be learners in these next few minutes as we respond to the Lord um, in all the ways that we do and uh, entrust ourselves to him and ask that he would grant this to us not in some ingenious, envisioned, here are the seven things that we need to do right now, but that the Spirit would actually lead us um, to be the people He wants us to be, not the people we want to be. Because I'm, I'm so guilty of that. This is the people I want to be. And God's like, what if that's not what I want for your church, for my church, excuse me? What if that's not what I want? It's like, when will you lay it down and trust me that I'm doing a work and I'm building a people. So let's be learners together as we respond.